and welcome to yet another episode of Yahweh Reddit. I am one of your hosts, Maggie. Uh, and a spoiler alert, I'm also one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And we are here recording the third episode of the Gossip Girl series, All I Want is Everything, in the last book. I truly don't even know where we left off. I think Nate was starting to be with Jenny, Vanessa, and Dan were a thing and yeah everybody got uh, got smitten kissing and canoodling at the wedding except for Blair but Blair and Serena are friends again which is great for them yes they are friends again um Blair has the stepbrother the weird thing going on with him kind of seems (laughs) yeah yeah and even after this book I still have so many more questions because I'm like what what are you going for Cecily Tell me, tell me what are you trying to do a will they or won't they? Are you making a commentary on this shouldn't be happening? And that's why it isn't happening. I feel like she either she needs to have a hard stance of like, I'm just going to fully go for it. Fuck it. Or it's not going to be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like step sibling. I mean, I brought it up in the last episode. I'm sure about the whole step sibling thing being a a weird trope in media for a while. Maybe Clueless is the only one that comes to mind. But it seemed like for a while in media, the lines were very blurred about if it was okay or not. And it seemed like people didn't really care. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, we're going to talk about it more because, boy, does this episode come revolve a lot around that exact detail. Um So let's start with a little bit of a Gossip Girl intro. I realized as I was taking my notes, I was like, I don't think we referenced a single Gossip Girl post last book because nothing really happens in the Gossip Girl post. No. Um, But at least this Gossip Girl post that starts the book kind of gives us the lowdown on like what has happened in like the two weeks since that wedding. Um, It is Christmas time in the city. Serena and Blair are besties again. And they are all currently at a dance. Blair and Serena are watching Nate and Jenny slow dance. And Aaron, Blair's stepbrother with dreads um, and smokes herbal cigarettes, he asks Blair to dance with him. And um, she says no or starts ignoring him because she doesn't give a shit. Blair's very standoffish. And we are introduced to Aaron's friend, Miles, who is also rich. Yeah, Miles is also rich. I kind of visualized him as the lead singer of sugar ray he's got (laughs) that's such a good comparison he's so mark mcgrath yes he's got like the blonde spiky hair miles also has a bit of a crush on blair so that's gonna bode horribly for aaron who also has a crush on blair um but blair's like (laughs) way too cranky to reciprocate anyone because yeah of everything that's going on with nate it doesn't really matter though because it seems like her and serena are going to saint bart's for christmas which rules honestly i want to do that one christmas that sounds amazing yeah blair's entire family is going to saint bart's and her and aaron each get to bring a friend uh so she is bringing serena um also at this dance chuck ends up making some offhand comment to blair that he'll take her virginity if she you know still looking for someone too and i was like that chuck is so gross i'm so glad he's not like very visible in these books as they continue but boy does anytime he pop up i get mad (laughs) yeah he's a repulsive guy Jenny, though, she is having the time of her life because, as we mentioned, at the end of the second book, she is with a handsome boy, Nate Archibald. She Who is, loves his burritos. Loves his burritos. He can't get enough of them. 
if I could hand a coupon to Chipotle to Nate Archibald in modern times, I know he'd go goo goo gaga. Yeah, boy, if he had an app uh, in present day, he would have so many reward points on that Chipotle app. <laughs> but there was, there is something that Nate is going goo goo gaga for currently at the black and white ball because he is bringing Jenny in a dress that makes her look, quote, like an angel with the best set of bazongas he's ever seen. So, <laughs> you know, he I'm going to get something. that tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> best set of bazongas. Um, there's also this famous like musician at this party named Flo. Um, we don't get much description of him other than that, like he's famous and attractive and everybody loves him. Um, and Nate also distracted by his angel with the huge bazongas, sees Blair's little booty walking uh, near him and is like, oh shit, my ex is still so hot. Um, so Nate's once again wanting wanting the the, the best of both worlds. <laughs> you know what's great too is like Blair didn't even orchestrate it. Usually you get really hot, so the yeah. ex misses you. But Blair is just like naturally so hot that she has Nate reconsidering everything, which is yeah, cool. yeah, literally turning his head. Yeah. Um, Flo, this famous guy, invites Serena to come into his limo because he's gonna go out. Um, but Jenny's not thinking about famous people in limos. She is thinking about how she wants Nate, her boyfriend of three and a half weeks, to say I love oh you. Um, but they all decide to get into the limo anyway to party with Flo. Equally <laughs> as romantic as Jenny, a freshman, being in love with her senior boyfriend after three weeks, Dan is biting Vanessa's nails off for her. Um <laughs> huge ick for me can I get a huge ick from the back (laughs) and they are going to kind of talk about her history hooking up with her ex-boyfriend he can't really stop thinking about the fact that she has had sex with other people he's comparing himself to them he kind of seems to want like a married at first sight sex after marriage type thing um this entire passage was crazy to me because like Dan like is awful I hate Dan so much like so he is a virgin he is mad that his girlfriend has had sex but he doesn't want to have sex because like like you said he kind of wants to fall in love and get married immediately and then they they orchestrate sweet music with their bodies together for the first time um yeah and Vanessa's like a little bit over backwards to make him feel not inadequate she is like no 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 Dan you're great I'm okay with waiting and you know I really think like it, it would be helpful to like colleges too if maybe you took the opportunity to put your writing out there like she's doing all the good girlfriends she's being a great girlfriend she's being a great girlfriend and you know and also like Vanessa is being like it's okay if you want to wait but Vanessa's also worried like I don't want to date someone who wants to wait till marriage to have sex because I'm a teenager why would I do that yeah I feel like once you're like 17 and you just kick the door open it's like it's like a dog scooting his ass on the rug you know you just yeah you you gotta gotta keep like you gotta keep the suck and the fuck alive you gotta drag that clit across the living room um (laughs) get carpet burn (laughs) I feel like I've learned just a lot about you in that one brief sentence Maggie (laughs) so we go to pop star Flo's limo after the ball (laughs) and Blair has decided fuck it I'm gonna flirt with my stepbrother's friend Sugar Ray Miles I don't know. What's the Sugar Ray guy's name again? Mark McGrath. 
I'm pretty sure it's Mark McGrath. I think you're right. Mark Miles is formerly known as Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Mark McGrath, there's this one thing I love about him that on Cameo, someone paid him to break up with their boyfriend. And it's like one of my favorite cameos. Oh, you have to send that to me. I want to watch that so badly. And meanwhile, Flo, I wrote Flo from Progressive. That's not true. Flo (laughs) is putting the moves on Serena. Yeah. Um, and Nate and Nate Jenny gets overwhelmed in this limo and she makes Nate leave this celebrity's limo so he can walk her home. And uh, Jenny runs into Vanessa and Dan and she's like, hey, guys, what do you think about Nate? And they're like, we don't know him. And she's basically just like, yeah, I want to be in love with him. It's very weird. It's very, very freshman. She's expecting the stars to align and she has her betrothed forever. Yeah, Dan takes um, a break from biting off Vanessa's toenails to be like, mm, I think my sister deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> the biting off toenails thing is so fucking weird to me. Can you imagine? If anybody, oh God. if anybody ever wanted to do that to me, I would vehemently deny them access to do so. Like, I've had people that I've dated pop pimples of mine um, and like, like pick or tweeze my eyebrows and and sometimes pick my chin hairs, but I don't. So, but did they do any of that with their mouth? No. Did they bite off your eyebrows? Did they bite your zits open? That's weird. Be so strange. There's things you don't do with your mouth, and that is one of them. Um, yeah. Half the group does fall asleep in this limo. Love it. And Blair t- gets a sharpie somehow and decides to draw on Chuck, which is great because Chuck is awful. And now they're at the club and Aaron's all pressed because he is so in love with Blair. So he just kind of temper tantrums his way uh, across stage left to leave. And Miles and Blair end up kissing. They do. She's embracing spontaneity. Yeah. Um, they're, they have some exams going on the next day. Not that important. Blair thinks that her teacher might have a crush on her, which that plot line amounts to nothing. Weird. Hated that. Um, and every teacher, every student is asking Serena for her autograph because they think that she is not only dating super pop star Flo, but that maybe they're going to get engaged. Who knows? Celebrity yeah. tabloids, man. She's a little socialite. Uh, meanwhile, in the boys' school midterms, we get a brief check-in where Chuck is trying to cheat off Dan. We don't know if that works well or not for either party. No. Um, and then we also get a little cutaway scene that Nate is texting Jenny and still comparing Jenny to Blair in his mind constantly. He's like, man, Blair, she was always there for me. She was amazing. We've known each other our whole lives. But Jenny has huge tits. Angel bazongas. and he does kind of angel bazonga babe yeah he kind of comes to the conclusion of like weighing his pros and cons he's like well blair and i are both seniors you know and i guess jenny will always just kind of be at home for me to pick up again what i want so it's kind of a tough decision (laughs) jenny's constantly available to me and blair actually tries to make me a better person and jenny will do anything to make me happy so i really it's hard it's really hard yeah, Jenny's trying to keep a low profile in health class because she's discussing boys with the teacher. And as we know, Jenny, three weeks of being in love, she sometimes says like way too much. And she's kind of nervous that if she asks for any sage advice on like sex or boys that people are in her class are going to think that her and Nate are hooking up. Um, yeah. 
but she's not there yet. She's she wants to say I love you first and then have sex, you know, as you should. Yeah. Honestly, I'm glad that she has some sort of boundary because she's she's really just kind of glided through uh, the past few books, just kind of like letting things happen to her. <laughs> I do think, I mean, in hindsight, it is so funny to think of like being 17 again, because it really was so important for me to have someone say that they loved me before having sex with me. Um, oh my god right and maybe that is actually how it should be like i i was just dogging on it but i'm like that's kind of nice I don't yeah know. yeah i do get like the i think as i've gotten older and uh had many a situationship with many a person you kind of realize like oh it is kind of nice to be in love with someone that you are having sex with um but also like casual sex is fun too we can't casual sex that. is so fun it is true i'm just in my mormon <laughs> phase i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love i love how you've discovered yeah. Mormonism. Uh, Mormonism lately. <laughs> i know catch me at the bar looking like a haunted woman i'll get that floor length <laughs> nightgown out no one can see my ankles <laughs> you're holding like a what like a in a christmas carol when he's holding like the a single candle. candle yeah <laughs> that's me um meanwhile Blair's checking in with her guidance counselor because as we know she fucked up her Yale interview and so she's like my essays gotta get me in and the guidance counselor's like hey Blair your essay that you're writing that's only about Audrey Hepburn that feels like a weird research paper about her um it's bad like no college is gonna give a shit about this yeah the college advisor's like what about like her volunteer work do you relate to like any of that and Blair's like no 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 I just want the cosmopolitan Audrey Hepburn <laughs> Blair's literally like no I just relate to her in the way that um she is pretty <laughs> And is um, um, a rich person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She runs into Katie and Isabel out in the hall after this, and she just gets the rumor started that Serena and Flo are engaged. Because fuck it, why Perfect. not? YOLO. Boost your friends up, honestly. Boost them up. Um, Nate and Jenny are going to go Christmas shopping for each other at a department store, as they do. Um, and Nate ends up buying her like lingerie to basically insinuate that they should be fucking. Um, and they do end up running into Serena and Blair there. And boy, poor Jenny, who again is 14, very uncomfortable with all of the happenings. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Serena and Blair kind of like mess with them a little bit, which annoys Jenny. And then when Serena and Blair kind of turn to leave after all of this, Nate is like, hey, Jenny, you want to do something fun tomorrow? You want to go see the Nutcracker? <laughs> And she says yes, because Jenny will do anything to be with Nate. Um, meanwhile, we do check in with Dan, who is trying to communicate all his thoughts and feelings about sex, knowing his girlfriend is impure. Um, and he's having a hard time writing about sex because he has never had it. Yeah, exactly. He's having a crisis of confidence over some egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, meanwhile, she's going to push the pedal to the metal. She goes into Victoria's Secret to shop. Um, she finds something she likes. She gets the classic Victoria's Secret first interaction of them, like, oversizing your boobs to be like, wow, your 36 A's are actually a 34 double D's. So 
You know, I will say though, one time I got measured at Victoria's Secret, I went and got measured at like a, another like place down the mall and it was equal. Like literally like I fit into the same Victoria's Secret size as like a normal bra too. Like they didn't do me wrong. You know, I actually, yeah, maybe I was a B. I just like also could fit into like a double A when I was younger. Now I'm probably like, I'm definitely a B, but um. Oh my God. No, like I was like a double A. And then the moment I went on birth control, I was a C cup all of a sudden. And I was like, okay, hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) But like, I was like, because like normally I was just wearing like bralettes or like nothing because I didn't have to. And then all of a sudden I was like, my tits move with every single thing I do now. (laughs) Yeah, it is wild once you hit that. I I really feel like my boobs, not to derail the conversation, but I feel like my boobs didn't get bigger until I was like 25 or 26, actually weird no i feel like mine have recently gotten bigger again too and maybe you get i feel like we do go through a second puberty as female body at like 25 you just get like more mine have too more titty it's so weird yeah Um, wow boobs are weird no one tells you this no No one tells you this this. they they say you turn 13 and you get boobs they don't tell you at 25 you get boobs again no you get boobs boobs too revenge of the boobs it's crazy that's something that you guys our young listeners can look forward to Blair is trying to obviously, like we said, rewrite her Audrey Hepburn college essay. Um, and she and the rest of the crew are on the flight to St. Bart's. She's kind of being distracted by Miles, who honestly should probably distract her from writing this because she's trying to write the essay as like a screenplay of Audrey Hepburn's Which is day in the life. It's so you. such a dumb idea. Uh, to get into an Ivy League, come on! And Miles is like being like kind of clingy and like wanting a ton of attention from Blair. And Blair's like, "Ugh, I'm trying to be bookish and write my essay." Yeah, she's so also it's a whole thing. Oh, and also by the yeah, the pilot hits on her. It's weird. He's like, "Listen, I know I'm supposed to be driving the plane, but you, as a 17 <laughs> year old, are are driving me." crazy you know yeah the plane is just plummeting through the sky and he's like hey i just want you to know that i think your hair is really nice and you have a perky (laughs) smile (laughs) but don't worry they're gonna make it to st bart's a-okay they are going to be totally fine uh at the humphrey residence rufus humphrey who i kind of um visualize as the embodiment of professor plum i thought you were gonna say garfield the cat for some reason (laughs) I was like, I mean, I can see and feel like this guy hates Mondays and loves lasagna. He does hate <laughs> the rich and loves making yeah. weird chili. So maybe he is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, listeners, we've decided that he's a, conversa- a compromise between Professor Plum and Garfield the cat. Like, he's just like not cool at all like the show but he's making dinner for dan vanessa's gonna be there jenny and nate are coming they're running a little bit late and so is vanessa because she has decided she's gonna just kind of like film an icicle tree yeah and also the worst thing about this is dan is like rufus is getting prepped for this party he is like i want to have sex with vanessa now in order for me to write about it in my craft writing, because I need to have experiences so I can be an organic, true writer. Like, so he's not even trying to have sex with Vanessa because he loves her. It's so that he can move his career forward and maybe get a hot piece out of it. Like it's awful. Yeah. And God, I just, whatever that's, so that's Dan's whole dilemma. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah whatever that's dan's whole ordeal that's his whole ordeal i guess um 
while Vanessa is filming this icicle tree, she crosses paths unknowingly with Jenny and Nate, who they just saw the Nutcracker Ballet. They're taking the long way home. Um, and Jenny kind of teases Nate that she's like wearing the thong that he bought her and he starts chasing her. And I don't really know. I envision this like he like tackles her and she kind of just like buckles at the knees and goes face first down in the snow. And then he yeah. just pulls her little jeans down and blows raspberries on her ass. <laughs> and they are like, like in- they're across the river from Vanessa and Vanessa's like filming this whole like honestly it was so embarrassing to be like i'm gonna tell my boyfriend that i love him and then i'm being all sexy and he literally pulls her pants down in public so he can blow raspberries on her ass i just i can't if i told someone that i loved them for the first time and then they did that to me i would be like oh okay what the fuck (laughs) I don't think this is cute. I think you've just read too many John Green books. Um, yeah, it's like this is not an, an, an interesting to me. <laughs> she does say that she loves him again, though, and he responds in the affirmative that he also loves her back, which I don't know. I really don't know why he says that, but okay. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, Vanessa on her camcorder is like, oh, yeah, this is good. I can't believe I'm getting this all on camera. Which is like weird, Vanessa. I don't know how you're going to use this footage at all. I don't either. She always gets like slice of life, uh, which I I guess you can consider blowing raspberries on someone's ass, a slice of life film. Um, Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Wait, not we have to talk about this for a second because I don't understand Vanessa's like what she's trying to do in film because like like you said she tries to get a lot of like real raw footage of like slice of life stuff but she's not like focusing on being a documentarian no like she's always she's still is like being into like narrative and usually you're kind of like one way or the other yeah because it's like what are you trying to do Vanessa because it's like are you trying to use the real footage to tell a story because that's not something you're doing ever either maybe she's just getting a ton of b-roll so if the local news station ever calls on her she can be like (laughs) oh I got that clip I got that clip she's trying to put together a blooper reel of real life so that way if anybody calls she's like I got I got 10 minutes of gags and goofs and people falling over I mean listen if she put um Jenny falling down, <laughs> slipping to a banana peel sound, overlaid on it, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. That would get me. She's, she's trying to submit something to America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> she actually doesn't want to be a director at all. Um, on the bougier side of life, Blair and Serena, <laughs> they are in St. Bart's. Laura and I will be there soon, too. Why not? Um, yes. And it seems like they're like just staying in the best place. They have the best suites in this in this hotel that they celebrities villa yeah they have villas yeah. they get some flowers yeah, sent and- to them from katie and isabel um and then blair is like bantering with miles um which aaron hates and then once they get to dinner aaron is like it- it's like a paragraph long of aaron just knowing how ha- b- being aware of blair's breath how she smells her knee bumping into his all this stuff yeah, and also what's what's worse about this is Blair's mother is making it no secret that she will not be drinking this trip. Oh, so yeah. she's probably about to drop a big old bomb on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but back back in the poor side of life, Vanessa finally shows up to the Humphrey party and uh, ends up realizing that her footage is of Nate and Jenny. 
Uh, and she's like, oh, no, this good footage I got. It was attached to real human beings. Um, but she's not going to let that distract her because um, while she's talking to Dan in his room, she's going to start just undressing to show him her Victoria's secret things. She's got her little tanga. I think that's what they called it on. Um, yeah. It's black because she has to wear everything black. And she kind of starts going for it. But Dan is like, this isn't the right time to lose my virginity. And Vanessa is feeling very dejected. She's like, okay, I should go. And Dan's like, that's probably for the best because then maybe I can write about me rejecting you now. Yeah. Like what's awful about this is Dan was all hyped for be like, I'm going to tell Vanessa I want to have sex with her. That's why he brings her into the room. And he's mad that she made a move before he did. And that's why he doesn't do it. Like he is so awful i know he's i don't i hate him like what do you want i you're you can't like illustrate your narrate your whole life and control it and then yeah but that's what dan wants i mean you could write fiction maybe you should just write fiction jesus yeah because poetry's too intense honestly um meanwhile jenny is gonna show nate her boyfriend the love of her life her bedroom as well and when she brings Nate in there, oh my god, she's like, oh, and here's my little corner of paintings I've made of you, Nate. There's six paintings of Nate done in different artistical styles. And Nate is panicking. Right, like, I don't think I ever thought I would say Nate is justified in his feelings in this book. But in this moment, I feel like it's a little justified. I would panic if somebody I'd been dating for three weeks had done six paintings of me. Paintings take so long to make. I know. And there's six. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like I don't even know if I would want to receive that after a year. I it seems Maybe like, like one, but six? Yeah, six is a lot. Woof. So he gets a call from his friend. He fakes that it's something urgent so he can leave, um, as I probably would, too, to be honest. Yeah. Serena and Blair, meanwhile, they are holed up in their hotel room, kind of hoping to avoid the boys. Uh, but Serena's over it. Blair's writing her thing. She's like, no, I want to go out. She wants to go to the beach. So they go to this topless beach nearby where Aaron and Miles are like windsurfing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he's got to resist looking at his stepsister's boobs. <laughs> like, and the, the funny thing about this scene is like, Blair and Serena actively get up from sunbathing to cheer on Aaron uh, as he's windsurfing. Then they're basically like, hi, Aaron, you're doing so good. And Aaron's like, whoa, 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 there's titties bouncing around. And Aaron crashes his windsail. I think it is so <laughs> funny. God. Very funny to me. Um, Miles comes over and asks Blair if she's going to go to the Christmas Eve party. And Flo somehow is also at this resort, finds Serena, and he's like, yeah. I'm playing tonight at the Christmas Eve party, and I'm going to give you a gift. And what woman is not beholden to gifts? Love a little gift. Yeah, but Serena, very nonchalant about all of this. Also, I'm realizing Flo is giving very much, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Because Flo is just good at popping up. Yeah. Sending a gift or knowing where somebody else is. He's a little he's a little mysterious spy. Like I really feel um, like this is what Serena needs. An independent person who has their own career is yeah. not really around that much and also yeah. can shower you with gifts and compliments. That's great. That sounds great. That's great. That's great for you, Serena. Um 
Vanessa's camera has also gone missing. Uh, um, it's it's rumored that she left it at Rufus's and Dan's house, probably, um, or somewhere. But Rufus and Dan do end up seeing the video that she took on GossipGirl.com um, because that has leaked on GossipGirl.com. Yeah. And Rufus decides to ground Jenny because of it, which is a little fucked up to me. Um, yeah. And Dan recognizes Vanessa's eye for film and he's so mad at her for taking a picture video of his poor little sister and so he writes a poem about how she's a slut which is so unfair it was like Vanessa lent the camera to her sister who lent it to her friends and then they like like it's not even Vanessa's fault whatever (sighs) yeah so Nate is in Mount Desert Island, Maine, taking some after show monster bong hits with his buddies when one of them asks if he has seen the video with Jenny and he's like, nah, I'm not really with her. I don't know anything about that. <gasps> Ouch. He hasn't even told Jenny and he's like, nah, I'm high. Not doing it anymore. What video? Don't care. Not dating her. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Um, Blair is skipping this party, meanwhile, this little Christmas Eve party, because she has to finish her screenplay for Yale. She is very studious now. That's her MO. And Serena ends up talking her into going. Um, and then they end up meeting with Aaron and Miles. And Aaron's trying his best to be, like, normal around Blair because he's in love with her now. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, he's not acting cool by any means necessary. No, uh, both Cyrus and Blair's mom announce that they are pregnant. Aaron has to Whoa. take a, a breath of air from looking at how Blair's dress clings to her to be like, what? And Blair is so mad at this news that she decides she's going to dance with Miles and make out with him. And you know what? Maybe do more. Who knows? My Who knows? My favorite thing about this whole uh, pregnancy announcement is that her mom's also like, and Blair and Aaron, since you are both are going off to college, one of your rooms is going to be turned into the baby's nursery. So anytime you are both visiting, you will be sharing a room together and sleeping in the same bed. Oh my God, I know. Which <laughs> I would be so mad about. I would be like, no, we're not. That's not going to happen. Um, but Aaron and Serena do end up dancing while Blair is angry making out with Miles. So that's something. Um, mm-hmm. and Blair ends up dragging Miles back to his villa so they can fuck. Cause she's like, I want to get in, get fucked and get out, which we have to respect. Yes. I love that. Flo in the meantime comes over to kiss Serena, who's evasive. She says, maybe she'll get breakfast with him. And her and Aaron after dancing, Aaron's kind of in a mood. He's like, I want to go to my room. And Serena's like, uh, oh, you know what? I actually, I kind of want to swim in the ocean. Um, which yeah. awesome. I love that. I would do the same thing. That's yeah. so fun. Absolutely. And Blair is now naked in Miles's bed, and she is so mad that Miles is taking his sweet time, just like sucking on her toe. Ad- sucking on her toe, kissing her body. He hasn't he hasn't put the P in the V yet. And she is mad because she's like, I am on a time ticker here. We're supposed to get this over with so I can leave. And she's also thinking about Nate during this. And she's like, well, I'm going to bail. This isn't worth, this isn't worth my time. Yeah, he's really focused on the I'm going to make love to you, which is probably the most cringe thing 
I hate that. Worst, worst, worst thing I've ever heard, honestly. No thanks. We're we gotta uncork and pork, pump and dump. <laughs> uncork and pork. <laughs> and as if things couldn't get worse, as Blair is nakedly being like, "Where's my dress?" Oh, Aaron shows up so he can brood in his his villa, and he just staring at Blair's naked body. Oh my god. She, she's so mad. She's like fucking pervert. She leaves. She's gonna go jump into the ocean Um, and she sees Serena. She's like, I think that I want to go home tomorrow. And when they get back to the villa, there's a parrot that Flo has sent Serena to, I think, ask to marry him. And she's like, you know yeah. what? I'll go with you. Yeah, the, the parrot is like saying marry me over and over again. And they're like, you know what? St. Bart's isn't for us right now, and that's okay. It isn't, no. Um, Jenny, meanwhile, who is grounded, decides, you know what? Maybe Nate didn't get the message the first time with the six portraits, so I'm going to make more stuff for Nate, including a care package with a locket of her hair in it. Nuts. Insane. Why would... Why? Insane. And Um, Dan tells Vanessa that he wrote a poem which I think Laura is going to read. Yeah, I pulled it up. I was like, I think we all, we have to read the slut poem together because we can talk about it. Why talk about it when we can read it out loud? Um, so this is uh, page 166. This is Dan's slut poem. Wipe the sleep from my eyes and pour me another cup. I see what you've been trying to tell me all along, shaving your head and handling me so delicately with satin and lace. You're a whore. To, to send that to your girlfriend? Like, he's literally like, you've been trying to seduce me, you bitch. Like, that is awful. So he is, you know, trying to work on this poem, sends it to her, and she gets it. And she's like, oh, God, I am so sad, but I am proud of him. Yeah. So she's, she's like, I'm going to send, I'm going to, because Vanessa, still a good girlfriend, sends it to the New Yorker because she's like, Dan's never going to submit his work. I'll do it for him. God. We, in contrast to the Sluts poem, get pages of Blair's Audrey Hepburn play. And it kind of honestly read like the private series, to be honest. Yeah. It's so read like the private series. Yeah, it's so dead. It's so dead. Serena is going to plan a New Year's Eve party with Caddy and Isabel. And Nate is unwrapping Jenny's care package. Doesn't really blink an eye at the hair thing. Actually kind of appreciates it because he's like, that's something that Blair um, would do. And he gets a call from Serena that essentially lays out that Blair is going to be at her New Year's Eve party. So he's like, all right, bet. I'm going to go. All right, bet. And Dan, apparently New Yorker has a fast turnaround time for submissions (laughs) because his poem is in the New Yorker and he is mad because how dare Vanessa submit his work that he was never going to do anything with. And he's going to go talk to her in person. He's getting $800 for it and he's mad. Yeah. Yeah. He's mad that like Vanessa violated him once again. Um, So rude. And a yeah, and somehow a director has also seen this little butt raspberry video and is like, that's promising. I have to talk to Vanessa. So Vanessa gets an AIM message from a famous director. Ken Mogul, creator of the movie Seahorse yeah. with Tobey Maguire, you mean? That's who dance her. <laughs> um, she's like, you know what? Sure, maybe we can meet up. I don't know if this is just bait or not. I don't know. 
Yeah. It is the night of Serena's party. Jenny is headed there alone because Nate isn't picking up her calls. Um, But Nate tells Blair at the party that yeah. him and Jenny broke up. So Jenny is about to get a, get a whole earful of stuff. Yeah, but Blair's like, whatever, we're, we're catching up. Aaron does see Nate and Blair talking together and he's like, man, it's not worth it, my guy. And he dances with Serena once again as a consolation, I guess. Um, yeah, wild. And Vanessa's like, I'm an artiste. I'm spending New York's New York uh, New Year's Eve in New York, filming in the park to get my slice of life, blooper reel, reality, little tidbits and see if this director shows up. Yes. Ken Mogul does show up. He sits down on a bench to watch her. Dan eventually also finds her here to give her a piece of his mind, sits next to Ken. They're kind of discussing, um, more so Ken is, how beautiful Vanessa is. And this is when Dan decides that now that another man wants stake in his claims, he's going to start <gasps> forgiving her in his head. Oh my god, that was the worst word, uh, where Ken Mogul's basically just like, wow, Vanessa's hot and she's good at this. And he's like, yeah, she's mine. She's mine. I own her. That's my property. Yeah. It's it's so stupid that it's like, yeah, now, now he's calmed down because another man has told him that his girlfriend is pretty. So stupid. Um, Jenny does go to the party. She sees Nate and Blair talking together. She goes up to tell him to go fuck himself, which great for Jenny standing up for herself finally. Mm-hmm. And Blair finally kind of realizes like, wow, Nate's still Nate. He is not the leading man that I want. And she waltzes away and says, have a good night. She does. She doesn't kiss him. She just leaves. Uh, yeah. Flo shows up, the standout, the MVP of the book, as Serena is trying to go to the balcony with Aaron. Oh, Flo sings her a song that he wrote, but I mean, she's out there on that balcony. Um, it's it's so embarrassing because he's like playing this like very like heartfelt acoustic song, and he's closing his eyes to sing, yeah. and while his eyes are closed, she decides to walk away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my She's goodness. like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, he'll be fine. Chuck tries to kiss Blair at midnight. She's like, um, how about you go kiss Caddy and Isabel because they love you. Um, and like we said, yeah. Vanessa has turned down Ken Mogul for her midnight kiss with Dan. Um, yeah. Consolation. They make up on the bench. Um, yeah. Flo downtrodden, rejected, dejected by Serena. He leaves. Sees Jenny's angel bazongas, decides to hit on her really quick. <laughs> Jenny's not in the mood. She's grieving her breakup. Yeah. And Aaron and Serena decide to kiss um, after the fireworks because it's midnight and the fireworks are going off. And they say, let's wait till the fireworks go off and then we can kiss. And Blair's out there too, and wishing them both a happy yeah. new year. Yep. And then they kind of wrap up that, you know, Aaron and Serena are kind of hanging out. Blair's not dating Nate. Nate's not dating anybody. And Dan and uh, Vanessa are still Dan and Vanessa-ing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where this book ends. Kind of where we end. Um, and we yeah. were thinking, since sending a parrot is such a mm, unique, distinct decision for a proposal. Every, every girl dreams of being sent a parrot while you're on St. Bart's vacation time. Who says The parrot says, marry me, Serena. That's all that the parrot says. We were thinking that there, uh, the alternative would be top five ways Flo could have proposed to Serena instead of the parakeet. Yeah, mate, you should start. All right, coming in at number five, I was thinking just a good old fashioned early twenty tens flash mob. 
honestly, bring the proposal flash mob back. I feel like that, like they had their heyday from like 2010 to like 2014. Yeah. And like, and then they kind of fell off because flat, they were like, flash mobs require a lot of work and are kind of hokey. And I think we need to bring them back. Yeah. And we need to stop hating everything and embrace cringe in the form of firework by Katy Perry performed by exactly. And why is every flash mob to firework by Katy Perry or Bruno Mars song? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, number four, we think, you know, Flo's done a lot of work. Maybe it's time for Serena to do something for the relationship. So we're going to have her do a scavenger hunt that will probably lead to some like candlelit any place where uh, Flo will propose. I think that that would be beautiful. I would love to see that happen. Um, number <laughs> three, directly opposite to the scavenger hunt. I think Flo. This is equally beautiful and <laughs> something I would also like to see happen. So Flo should have swallowed the ring and vomited it out on stage. It might have been more effective than writing her song. Yeah. And honestly, I think the hardest part about getting engaged is like the ring's so cold when you put it on. Yes. So if it's been sitting in his stomach for a little bit and then he vomits it up, hot ring straight off the press. Fall is soup season. Do it in autumn. Yeah, do it in autumn. Um, and then number two, this is something that Maggie and I agreed is one of the best proposals that anybody can do, whereas uh, they have somebody um, edit them or animate them into like a Disney scene and they get it to play as a preview before the movie starts. And then the entire theater is filled with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be great if he did that because that's a win. That'd be awesome. All the time. And then uh, number one, we were kind of thinking something really epic, something really huge, such as maybe skydiving onto a pirate ship in the middle of a hurricane, landing on your knee, being in formation, popping out that ring. Say la vie. That makes perfect sense to me. It doesn't require any further descriptions or anything like that. <laughs> no questions, <laughs> no answers. Yeah, nobody, nobody comment, question, or cri- criteria that. it's That's what it is. Um, Maggie, who's your canceled character of this book? I mean, uh, God, it's gotta be Dan. I think it's gotta be Dan. I think I'd be so heartbroken if, um, the person that I was dating and loved sent me a poem about me being a slut and I didn't even leak the video. I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Dan's awful. I cannot believe he did that. I mean, I can, I can believe Dan did that. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Dan empathist or sympathist. I can totally see Dan doing that. He's an awful person. Yes. Um, and I cannot wait to see what awful thing he does next. And he will do something next. And if you want to see what awful things Laura and I are doing next, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at YahWeReddit. We are also on Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And if you want to ask us about what awful things we're doing right now, you can always email us, MeggieAndLauraPresent at gmail.com. Oh, we'd love our little emails. Give us more emails. Love an email. Give it, give it, give it. And that is going to be it for this episode. I almost ended it by being like, and we would like to thank our sponsors, Flaming Hot Cheetos, but we're not there yet. Um, oh, I would love to thank our, our uh, hopeful sponsors, Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Um, if you're listening out there, Chester Cheetah, <laughs> Mr. Chester, um, give us a hot ring and we will be flaming hot on this podcast just for you. And we'll vomit it back up on stage. And hell yeah, that is going to be it for us. So we will see you next week with the f- fourth book. I don't know the name of. Yeah, I, I was realizing all these books, kind of, names kind of blend together. Fourth book's called Because I'm Worth It. Oh, and Maggie sexy. and I are worth it. And so are you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>